State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Trap nerds. Trap nerds. Real nerds like you never heard. We in this piece. Welcome, 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 welcome to another exciting episode of the Trap Nerds Podcast. How you guys doing this week, Dre? How you, how you, how you, how you doing? How you doing? I don't happen this way. Why do you say it like that? I, 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 I figured that was his up north Boston <laughs> accent. I don't know. I'm trying to get Just, Philly. I'm trying to get Philly. Yo, yo, what's up? No, I still hey, can't I, say. I don't know what I, that is. I still can't say John. John. These Johns out here, bro. These Look Johns. at that John. Look at these Johns. They these get Johns. mad. Every, t- every time <laughs> I sit on H and I see they get mad. I'm glad Philly don't know. sound like the rest of the East Coast. Philly sound different. They don't. They sound different. They do. That's like them in Boston. They too is like they got their in, ba- in Baltimore. Boston, the car over there in the car. It's just funny how Baltimore news like me. It's like nah. What was the other one? He was like Aaron ironed and iron iron. And he was like iron iron and iron iron. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> But uh, I ain't been doing shit. I've been gaming. Shout out to everybody that's been popping up on stream. We finally beat Nice of the Old Republic 2. I don't know if I said that last week or not, but we got to finish Final Fantasy 6. Uh, we're going to hop back on serious PlayStation shit when we get back from Philly. Uh, and yeah, damn, I still got to beat Resident Evil 4 too. But other than that, I've just been chilling. Good. I've been game hopping since I like, I don't know what to play right now. I'm in one of them phases. Oh, and shout out to everybody with Mario Kart Thursdays. I guess that's a thing now type shit. I'm going to actually win one of these days. <laughs> I, 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 boy, hey, y'all not as good as I thought y'all was going to be. I'm just saying. Because I, 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 I got some. Did you show up? Yeah. I, I did the win. first one. Oh, the yeah. 
Man, we done had like three of them hoes. I know, shit. but I, I laughed because you like Sassy was cold, but I laughed at her twice. I, I beat her out at least two games. We ran like 12, nigga. I know, but I still count those two games I beat her because she beat She won the rest of them. Nah, uh, Tony won like two of them. I don't know if that's how that works. It's, yeah. it's not. I'm ignoring it. <laughs> you count yeah, your wins. You count your wins. Um, you got to count them L's too, nigga. Everybody's uh-huh. skull shows up type uh-huh. shit. <laughs> But shout out to everybody that's been popping up on that. Uh, if y'all got some games, y'all, you know, recommend with multiplayer and shit, just let me, know, let me know shit. Niggas know I will hop in your lobby quick as hell for no reason. Be like, who the hell is this? You thought I missed this party? <laughs> <laughs> My week's been oh, pretty good. I, uh, not... Not terrible. Not not a lot. Not a lot going on. But my my lunch uh movie series of the week hmm. was uh this anime called Mashal. And it is the weirdest the weirdest uh mashup of Harry Potter one punch man I've ever seen. Oh well, he got one spell that just is unnecessarily OP? No, he doesn't have magic at all. He oh. can't use magic at all. He is just he did the the one hundred push up, one hundred squats thing, and he is like ridiculously strong. And so he's faking his way through the world with magic. Like he tricks some people into thinking he could fly on a broom by throwing it really fast, running at it, and jumping onto it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I was, I was, and I, you know, it speaks to when you get to your you catch up and you're like disappointed you caught up, <laughs> you know, I'm and. Dead. uh that's what happened. I caught up to it, and I'm disappointed because I want more. <laughs> good show, though. I definitely recommend it so far. What is on? That's a good question. That's a good <laughs> question. It is on Crunchyroll. Oh, okay, bitch. Roll Crunchyroll. Shout out to Baku giving me his Crunchyroll account, goddamn. <laughs> I got a double movie that I was seen. Uh, I saw Fast and Furious again. To get my rating set in, I think I gave it a six. Is it still as good as the first? Is still as good as the first time you saw it, or yep. you realize, or you noticed everything this time? Nah, it's, it's still the same. It's still out there. I'll, I'm still gonna give it a six point five. Still it's solid. I still, I still, I, it's fun. I just watched it again, so it's cool. I just, I, I, move, I bump it up point five. So. <laughs> Damn, okay. it's good. Wholesome. Second time was better. Yeah, because everybody fun. was like Jason Momoa was like doing his thing unnecessarily good in that movie. So he was like he's like Joker mixed with Jack Sparrow in this in this uh, movie. That's that how he a is. Nice combo. I need to watch that. I need, <laughs> that's you how you, you just nice sold combo. the movie to me right, right there. That's, a nice <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. He like super metrosexual and everything. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I saw it. He was like, bro, this is the most diabolical villain with finger with uh painted fingernails I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was joked out when I saw that shit. I I'm just laughing. I um one of my homies, he said, How is they in here getting pumped with a dude with painted fingernails? I could not live my life knowing I got pumped by somebody with painted fingernails. I mean, <laughs> he's like the, that's how niggas feel when I check them type shit. I got checked by a nigga with titty rings, hell no, I got cheap. <laughs> I mean, people with painted fingernails to be getting punked by Jason Momoa. <laughs> one of them. He's but, the uh, supreme now. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna, I'm just gonna say what they don't want to move for the rest of y'all. Uh, I haven't seen his fighting skills yet in the movie. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But okay. other than that, I, then I seen Little Mermaid. I'll talk about that later in Eli's Corner. Um, does everybody know I'm not like the hugest fan of the original Little Mermaid movie? Kind of boring, kind of mid. I understand why little girls like it and stuff, but it's kind of mid to me. But other than like that, uh, the dude mind frame of those type of movies is just like. I just don't understand why would you give up being a mermaid and all your siren powers and stuff to be on the land? Bust some dick. 
I, I don't understand it. She probably would learn how to learn how to walk on land on her own, like a real siren. No, she would have just went. Was she a siren? Yeah, mermaid is a siren. Oh, I guess yeah. technically, yeah, because she yeah, can sing, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know oh. why you. I don't know why you give all that up. Be on land. You already a royalty under the sea. Why you need to go on land where it all it's it's, it's horrible? At. So I don't never understood that movie. But uh, other than that, that's it. I think that's it. Oh, and for the for the ghetto people who like ghetto shows like me. I, I'm almost done. I got two more episodes of uh of Pal Book Two. God. I'm about to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Tyreek, bro. Have, you, have you watched Bad Boys Club? Yeah. Wait, wait, don't say nothing about. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yes, I seen, I seen, I've seen a couple episodes there, uh, Dre. I seen a couple episodes. There. My man, see what it's it's so ignorant. You just gotta keep watching, right? Uh, uh, he, a letter, bro, had me rolling every episode, bro. This dude is hilarious, man, hilarious. But uh, yeah, they. Don't say nothing about episode 10 because I ain't watched the last two episodes. Okay. I, all, I, all I want to say, the women that he hang out with is trifling. That's all I like trifling. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I, I, that's all I, I keep like... seeing on the internet. Like, I want these hoes to die now. I was yeah. like, damn, what did they do? I do not like Effie cute behind. Like, I, she get on my nerves, but she's smart. <laughs> all right, Xavier, your turn. Uh, My week was good. Yeah, that was, uh, what did I do? I watched a lot of TV. No, I, I started the uh, uh, Yellowstone, the new season came out. The, well, the final. She? Season. Of Yellow. Wait. So, what part you at? Uh, I'm, I'm on. I just. I'm on episode two now. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. All right. Never yeah. mind. I ain't gonna say shit. This. Mm-hmm. All right, you already got through them already. Oh yeah. Shut bins, nigga. Look, this is my life right now. It's like one. <laughs> I just be watching random shit. This uh-huh. is the OBS screen. I made your TV for like computer games and shit, and then the game <laughs> TV right there type shit. So it's like I don't right here, and you see I got the bean bag right here. Yeah. So now I can just pass out and still see all my screens. But, but yeah, I was uh I was just watching you know Yellowstone. I started that and then uh I finished uh Power. Uh, can't talk about that now, but yeah, some disappointing. When you get done, we're gonna talk about how disappointing the last. It was a good last episode, but it was kind of disappointing me. We'll talk about it when you get when you get to it. Uh, but yeah, um, nothing else planned. You know, getting ready for Philly, preparing. In preparation, we finally got our shirts in and stuff like this. So people yeah, getting ready for the night, goddamn. And yeah, getting ready for the night, getting ready for the live show. I've been writing my set and stuff like that. So get ready for that to go on. And uh, that's how I've been doing all week. So, and first in the segment, me and Dre, we uh, we didn't go together, but we went to go see The Machine, a movie made by the great Burt Kreischer, uh, released the other day, released this weekend. Really good movie. It talks about his famous machine story that he's told on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's told, it's like his trademark story he tells at the end of every show when he do arenas, which is basically how he got into it with the Russian mob, how he robbed a uh, Russian mob train. And the movie basically goes in depth about that and stuff like that. And me and Dre went to go watch it. So uh, we'll break it down a little bit. Dre, what you think? what'd you think about it, first of all? The machine. It's one of, you know how, uh, how can I say <laughs> I, I thoroughly did enjoy this movie. Like, not even like just, how can I say it? Because, you know, we have a different, I don't want to try to do the black and white. We got a different type of humor when it comes to certain shit. Yeah. But, bro, that movie had me so fucking joked out the entire time. Like, even like, because y'all know I'm a hood ass nigga. I got affiliations and shit. But, okay, the shit that always, that just fucked me up with this movie is like, people don't realize I fear this type of situation a lot now. The type shit. I, I, and it's not gonna be Russians. It's gonna be like a lot of Spanish people. No offense, time like just walk up like Andres. Remember Gustavo? <laughs> Fuck. 
Now I just gotta just fucking remember some shit when I was fucked up in Mexico with my uncle one time. Now, <laughs> but thoroughly did enjoy the movie. Like people don't, yeah, it's like one of those when you do some wild shit in your younger days and it comebacks to just haunt your moments. That is that movie in a nutshell. But the way it played out and just like making that story into a movie in general, the way mm-hmm. they did it, thoroughly enjoyable. Like I was, I, I was not supposed to enjoy that movie that much, but I did. <laughs> Yeah, uh, hold on, let's see. I'm trying to look up the cast. The cast and it was like, like I, I always fucked with Bert, uh, Christ and this type of shit, because he was always like, you know, he was always with one of them, like, random white comedians you know about, but it's like, he's never just not been fucking, he always tried. I Everybody loves him because he takes his shirt off. Remember, uh, I forgot which podcast he was on, and it was for his birthday, and the dude uh-huh. gave him a cup, and you know, he's Jewish, but he gave him Hitler's cup. <laughs> He was wow, like, take a shot. He, he was like, take. He was like, have a drink. And he was like, that cup's yearn. Guess where I got that cup from? A auction. Guess who it is? <laughs> then he saw the third right show. He's like, wait, that's a not, this. This seems like a Hitler cup. It's Hitler's cup. Oh, did you just make me take a sip out of Hitler's cup on on camera? <laughs> I was like, this shit is hilarious. I fuck with Bert. Mm-hmm. But movie's fun. It's also, not only was like the movie coming comedic, it was also action packed. Had a lot of action in it, like that Russian lady that was trying to. So basically, the premise of the movie was like the uh, when he robbed the train back in Russia, the train was had a salesman on there who had a watch. He robbed the watch from the salesman, and now twenty years later, that same salesman sent his kids to get the watch back. And one of the kids is a girl. She goes to get Bert from like in the middle of his daughter's sweet sixteen birthday party. He goes to get her, and like you gotta come back to Russia with me. So we can get the watch. And the dad, who is played by Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, says, I'm going too. And they Which both is go. hilarious. Yeah. The whole scene's like hilarious. They travel to Russia to try and get uh the watch back. And now he has to retrace his steps from when he first got there all the way up to um the train and everything. And one cool thing he did was like it would flash back to him back in the day, like as young Burt Kreischer, like going through the motions of like the day he that went to the train arrived cool. and everything. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really fun. And, the transitions uh, was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really was. And uh, so yeah, and it's like an action packed sequence where they just try and go through fighting people. So the girl who is trying to get the watch, she is also fighting against her other two brothers who also want the watch. So basically, whoever gets the watch gets to be the leader of the family, something like that of the Russian mob family. Okay, right, and, so let me run it. So when Bert robbed their dad twenty years ago. That's basically his. Their dad was an honest salesman when he robbed yeah. him. Basically, it was like, and he said, and he was like, "Oh my God, I'm your origin story." Because basically, when he stole that watch from her daddy, he basically just said, "Fuck it," and became a crime, a criminal lord, under uh, underworld lord, and just like that. And it's all because Bert got drunk as hell and robbed the train with some Russians. And it's like, so now whoever brings back. And everybody know the reason that he became a crime boss because he got that watch stole. Mm-hmm. So that's why his kids are like, whoever can get this watch back is in his good graces. Because you saw how he was an asshole type shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also go through like, uh, because he gets back to Russia, he finds out like he's some kind of folklore legend too. Like you see a whole big old picture of him like back in the day, kind of buff. Uh, he got his own machine. bottle of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> he got his own bottle of vodka and kind of uses that as he goes around. Like, uh, trying to, uh, retrace his step to get back to that watch. The whole, like, everything about it is funny. When he gets to Russia, 
the fight scenes, the one where he was trying to get up off the floor. He tried to do that. You know how to do that flip, jump up, feet? <laughs> Old dude did it. Then he tried to do it. He couldn't do it. He fell back down. That's the funniest crap. Because you remember in the first flashback at the house party, that's what he did. <laughs> and that's yeah. why the son, that's why Cuz was so mad at him. He was like, bro. And it was so funny when he came back because everybody was like, wait, you the machine? You got titties. Titty mountain. So it's like, this is just like, you like you that nigga, then you go back now as an adult and everybody like, what the entire... When I go back to the hood and niggas like, what happened to the old popcorn? Bitch, I'm an adult now. I pay taxes and shit. I have like, <laughs> right. I ain't got kids, but God damn it, I got business ties now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I loved it. It was a great movie. It was, and the train scene was funny. Like, the whole fight on the train when he got pushed. He ends up getting pushed off the train, and then he links up with one of the old Russian gangsters, and then he ends up helping him out. And you know, that was going- the one he was looking for. Yeah, was- Igor. Was it Igor, Igor or was it Igor? Igor was the one they was looking for the whole time. Yeah, but yeah, remember when a... they was on the train, they got the wrong Igor, and he was like, "I killed Igor." Yeah, but it, so everybody in Russia name is Igor. Think about that, because he was like, "I'm looking for Igor." Igor came like, "I killed Igor." He got through off the chain and found Igor. <laughs> I was like, well, "Bro, uh, that is wild." Yeah, he finds the a real Igor in the village. He finally gets the watch back. He gets all the jewelry back that they stole from the class. My thing is, I thought they was going to do a scene where he finally returned the ring back to old girl, but he, they didn't. They, they, he did at the end. He he mailed and it was like, I know it's been like twenty years, and just like and and like I, I know I waited twenty years to say I'm sorry, but he mailed it to her, and then it was like, oh. my bad. That's why she was in the office with the ring and a cry a little bit. You see that? I, I guess I I guess I missed that part. Yeah, he mailed, he mailed, like, when he got the when he got it back at the end, he mailed it to her and sent her a letter, like, I know shit was fucked up, because you remember how he took the ring from her and shit, like. Yeah, so, uh-huh. So, yeah, it was sad. So it was like, well, she ain't, one of them, she ain't fuck with him since then, and he finally was like, my bad, I got finally got it back. Oh, yeah, then they found out, time. they found out that him robbing the train actually saved them, because him actually getting drunk and partying with the Russian mob and robbing the train actually saved people on there, because the, the Russian mob was like, Gonna do some murder everybody on some shit. Yeah, they was gonna kill everybody anyway. So he kind of saved them. He found that out closer to the end of the movie. movie and was that good. was that was another lesson that kind of fucked me up too. Because Pete is like when it comes like everybody know that I, it hit a point right there. Because everybody knows I get heavily fucked up and shit. That's what I'm known for. But it's like you know he had that moment like damn I'm really just known for being fucked up and all this shit. Like, that's really my only shit. That's why he was into it with his daughter and shit. Because mm-hmm. it was like, everybody know him for taking his shirt off, getting fucked up. But then it was like, she had to flip it on him when he was staying with Igor. Like, bruh, the fact that you able to do this helps people. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why I came at the end. It was like, bruh, you got fucked up on a train car with a lot of mobsters. You robbed everybody. Hell, yes, you did. That's fucked up. But think about it. Did anyone die? And that's one of the moments where it's like, it's, fu- it's fucked up. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather be robbed than murdered. I'm just saying. And right. it's like, and that I it, it kind of hit me right there. I was like, oh my God, it really it really do be like that a lot of times when it's like some dangerous situations. Everybody in this room is a murderer. You can divert a lot of shit by just making everybody have fun. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. it, it kind of stuck with me on that point because it was like, damn. And it was funny on the fact that, like, how the Russian girl, like, binge watched 
family matters and he all did. that shit was when she, she gave she, him she, the family <laughs> matter speech and she was like, yeah. Did I do that? Hey, he saw it. <laughs> When she killed the dad, that came out of left field, bro. I was like, what the heck? Did I do that? <laughs> but yeah, everybody should go see it. The Machine is in the theaters now. I give it a solid eight. It's, it's a really good comedy. Um, he said if the movie do good, he's going to do Fat Astronauts. And I feel like I should audition for that because I'm an advocate for anything fat in it because we need more fat people in the theater. So go see The Machine. So we can get if they ever months. bring back fat boys, I swear to God, you better be a fat camp camp counselor. I, I better be. I, I should be. Oh no, you talking about heavyweights? Oh yeah, heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just remember that when they went to camp, you gotta be. Yeah. You gotta be the fat camp counselor, son. <laughs> I'm one of you guys. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that's the end of our main trades of you. What's his name? Which, ben Stiller? Huh? No, that's the one that, that had Keenan in it when he was Buku Young. Yeah, it was Ben Stiller. In it. Ben Stiller wasn't. Yeah, okay, it was Ben Stiller. Yeah, he was. He was the former fat one, right? And he yeah, was like uh, really strict. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Was, that's like a core memory you just unlocked. I haven't seen that since I was. <laughs> I, 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 I watched that movie. Watched that's when movie I was fat. That's when I used to be fat. That was my movies, nigga. I love the scene when motherfuckers used. To, they was all pulling out they uh, snacks when they got to the freaking dorm room. That's my favorite scene <laughs> in movie history. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is but, hilarious. But that's the end of our review of the machine. Go take it. Go check it out, guys. Go check it out because I want to go see fat. I want to be in fat astronauts and y'all can make it happen. Uh, we gotta go to a quick break. But when we come back, PlayStation Showcase. After this, State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot the spot actually with the 2023 nissan frontier you know a bunch of them but the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place your spot is out there find your frontier in the 2023 nissan frontier with standard 310 horsepower advanced tech and 281 pound feet of torque how do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. 
The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 million black businesses initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back. So, Dre, Tony, PlayStation Showcase came out. I saw a couple of cool things come from it. What y'all got? Uh, You know, funny shit, I was actually like... I ain't, I ain't gonna say they've been lackluster, but the last like PlayStation showcases and state of play have been like highly mid to me. There but, was a lot know, of live service games, right? Bit tight. That did I kind of ignored the fuck. I knew that was coming because it's the summer, like and, you know, summer games show coming up too. So it was like they trying, you know, they had to get all everything out. Like we know what we got, goddamn, because we don't have E three this year, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, but no. I say from this showcase, I was. How can I say it? I was surprised and hype as hell, but also just like once again, it was a lot of live service. But some of them, I was like, I'd play it maybe. But let's go ahead and just start off with, uh, I guess we could just go and hit the heavy hitters type shit. Bruh, so we got Craven in Spider-Man 2. And uh, y'all remember on Spider-Man 3 when he just got corrupted, but he was so pure that all we was able to get was emo Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Those were the exact vibes I got from Spider-Man 2. When he saved Cuz in the well and then got to the ground and just threw his ass and hopped back into that shit, that's not Peter Parker. That's Pete. My nigga is the symbiote has got my mans. That is Pete. Goddamn, because, bro, that whole 15-minute, like, show gameplay showcase, my nigga was tense. 15 minutes. <laughs> that's, oh, like, that's, that's pretty long for... That's dope. Man, they got... It's a, it's a, it was a gameplay showcase. They used to do 15 like, minutes or no? It's like 19 to 20 shit. Oh, uh, I'm stupid. Okay. Not the not a trailer. It wasn't a trailer. It was like, oh, this was man. like, they showed like a piece of the game, but then the shit that just, they, it came out of nowhere. And my man Craven was in this bit, hunting the nigga type shit. So now we got Venom. We got, I'm pretty sure a lot of the Sinister Six going to come back. We still don't know what's up with Harry Osborne because if y'all remember, the first Spider-Man uh, PS4 game at the end of the, uh, the first end credit scene. If everybody remember that Mary Jane mission, I fucking hated the Mary Jane missions, but we learned shit on them. You saw Harry was not in Italy at school. This nigga was in the hyperbolic time chamber because he was sick. And Norman done hit his ass and then, played, and then, and then gave him the damn symbiote, uh, Venom symbiote. So it's like, how did how did Peter get that hoe? 
We still confused, but oh goddamn, I'm ready for it. Next up, this is the one that just caught me all off guard, and I cried a little bit because well, everybody real, knows. Huh? Real quick, before we move off Spider Man, how do you feel about them reusing the assets from the first? Okay, game? why the fuck everybody? Okay, bruh. I'm just it's new. I mean, I see no, it's not, a big not thing. you, not you, but it's like that's one of those shit that drive me like in games a little bit because it's like y'all worry about the entire really like wrong shit at times because it's like, bro, how many is New York? That's I, what I was thinking too. I was like, can you change New York? I mean, you, what can you how, change? You how, what are you gonna What are you gonna do <laughs> to it? You know what I'm saying? It's like that makes no sense to me. Like, bro, y'all don't say shit about Assassin's Creed. Y'all don't say it's like a lot, bro. If it's in a main city. All right, my favorite one is Japan games. But Yakuza is one I know for sure. Because think about the Yakuza game. Each of them is in Japan. That is literally the same map they've used since the early 2000s. They just retouch it up and make it look better. If you go to their spin-off, what it was, the Judgment games, that is literally the same fucking Japan used in the Yakuza games. Fuck it. Let's go even deeper, goddamn. Uh... Y'all really think everything in GTA 6 is about to be brand new? They finna use the fuck out of all the shit they used on GTA 5. Mm. You finna see them same-ass buildings in a higher goddamn me like graphic degree type shit. It don't make sense. The shit, that, that's done to me. Y'all needs to be worrying about why niggas got ass storylines type shit. Because we kind of at a peak when it comes to, like, games looking really good. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I don't... I, I feel bad saying this because... But if you think about it, when it comes to like ray tracing and shit, yeah, we're getting better. But the peak of graphics, we've been there when it came to like Xbox 360 and PS3. Because think about all the games on Xbox and PS3 that we can't even like, you have to remake them bitches from scratch because they did. Like, I be thinking about like the graphical shit, but it was like they did them so goddamn good, you can't, you can't up it. Like, look at, that's why we all got mad at The Last of Us 1 remake. Because it's like, what, what more is it to really do to that? Y'all just wasting money with shit. That's 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 how I feel about that. Spend more money on these games, on the storyline than the graphics. Look at look at Lord of the Rings Golem right now. But anywho, next, this is the one that just fucked me up and made me cry on the inside because everybody know like I was a PS One child. So that that nineteen ninety seven to two thousand run of games will forever be embedded in my soul and the early like PS Two shit. We're finally. Getting fucking Metal Gear Solid remake. Solid Snake is fucking back. Fuck Sam Fisher. I love Sam Fisher, but fuck Sam Fisher is Snake right now. <laughs> I want to be excited, but also they're mo- they're doing it without Hideo Kojima. And see, that is my and yeah, that was I was really that's my one shit that just real deal irks my nerves so dearly. But if y'all doing it like this. The only way I can say it makes sense without Hideo, just do a shot for shot remake. Don't do no extra shit. Cause I cause y'all know with Hideo, he make notes. And I'm pretty sure they still got all the shit they couldn't put in it. So the only unless y'all do right by that man, this game is not finna go good. So y'all might as well do a shot for shot remake and and fucking me Unreal Engine type shit. I was gonna say, like, just remake the game. Just uh, remake just... that bitch. Don't add shit else. Y'all see how Dead Space and Resident Evil remakes are coming. Like, don't try to do no issue. Y'all don't have Kojima to do extra shit. You know what I'm saying? Just make it a shot for shot remake. Just like when y'all did the twin snakes on GameCube. Like, just just HD remake that hoe. Don't add shit. Don't take away shit. And it will be perfectly fine. 
But also, and with the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake out, well, Metal Gear Solid Delta remake, I'd also like to say, like, everybody knows it was Shadow Moses, the Tanker Incident, and then Snake Eater. I like how they starting it off with three first. So we know, because, you know, it's like, if you play, if I started on Metal Gear Solid, not Metal Gear, y'all. So if you, everybody that's like started with me, y'all already know, it's like, y'all knew of Big Boss, but y'all didn't actually know who the fuck Big Boss really actually was until like two and three. And it's like, even with two, we knew like Snake was a clone, Snake and Liquid and Solid was a clones of Big Boss. But how, how is this OP? We got Solid Snake, one of the most OP niggas ever. And he's a clone of the most OP soldier ever. So three was real deal, basically to me like the okay. This is why this legacy is like this. So it's it's cool to like it makes sense in in order wise. And shout out to them because they with the collection they giving us all three uh one two and three the originals. Cause who the fuck else did that shit and took that? They didn't pull a uh fuck a Last of Us. It, Last of Us. They took the original Last of Us off the shelves because they was coming out with the remake. Did they actually? I mean, well, yeah. well they they stopped production a long time ago, didn't no, they? No, it's like if you didn't have The Last of Us already bought, or when you got it, when they gave it to everybody on PS Plus, you can't buy it no more. Unless oh, you buy that why, bitch on. That is exactly a, why emulation uh, exists. Is that unless you buy a physical copy, gone. So it's like, and you know, like Metal Gear is like one of them series, like you. Oh, Metal Gear Solid 4 is literally probably one of the hardest games. That and Revengeance off the sole fact it was on PS3 and they never remade it like a lot of games. So we finally getting the original trilogy and with it, we getting Metal Gear 1 and 2, which is the it's like the Super... If y'all don't know, uh, Metal Gear is the Super Nintendo releases before Metal Gear Solid. Big Boss did have two adventures, which come to find out it wasn't Big Boss if you played Metal Gear Solid 5. Y'all yeah, think Kingdom Hearts goes crazy. Y'all think Kingdom Hearts is confusing. Metal Gear will take your ass. If you don't know that timeline, you finna be so confused for a minute. Cause people will come back with different names and it's like, oh, that was, you don't know the wild shit people did in the 60s at times when it comes to Metal Gear. But I'm confused thinking about it. Right. Like if you didn't play all of them, you, cause bruh, four is the one. Four was the one. Like it consolidated shit, but it made everything else make sense. But a lot of people did not get to play it. Because it was on three. But make sure that's coming out. Uh, It's a fall release, but they haven't really gave us any, you know, confirmed date. But I am just hyped off of this. Because I've been trying to, I've been trying, bro, the Medical Solid Collection right now on PS3 is like 180 for like a, a copy on the CD. So, what? But yeah, like, bro, you, it's hard to get. I still got Resident Evil 2 <laughs> right now. And I'm scared to let it go because I already know that bitch is going to, like, I can't let it go because I know it's worth that much right now. That and my Final Fantasy IX because I still got all four CDs on the PlayStation. But yeah, be on the lookout for that. That is Snake is back finally. Fuck Konami for firing Hideo Kojima, but Snake is back. The one shit that kind of fucked me up, I'm getting the headphones. Just know that. I am getting those headphones. But they basically... Uh, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. PlayStation has, you know, announced code name Project Q, which what? is basically... Wait, yeah. It's basically them trying... I feel like it's kind of the return of the PSP, but it's kind yeah, of like, that. Oh, that thing. it's not though. Cause it's just used for stream. And it's like, it's the PS share place. And if y'all it's like, basically say your PlayStation is in one room, you're on the other side of the house. You can use your phone as a controller and still see and play the game. Yeah. So that's all this thing is. That's basically all that is. So it's like, it's not a PSP. You can't take it everywhere with you. You know what I'm saying? Aww. And actually 
Yeah, so it's kind of, it's like, but if this is y'all for a way, for a way, for a ray, anywho, is this y'all way of getting back into like the handheld, like space? It's an okay start, but I expected more from y'all with it. Y'all could have just, if y'all would have bought the PS, if y'all just would have just said PSP, take my money to where the streets would have been just lost their goddamn mind right there. I think we're finally ready for a PSP. Like, there's always talking Yeah, I would say the handheld market is kind of crazy right now. Yeah, like tech wise. Is yeah, it? Kind of, no. with the Steam Yeah, Deck, I mean, the Switch. Steam Deck, the Switch. The Switch but really, the like, paved the way. Is the Steam Deck really doing that good, though? Yes. yes, it's doing amazing. Yes, really? Oh. Yes. Yeah. I don't say about PlayStation, the PSP was always a hit. I think now's the every, time for it to come out. Every PC game you have, you can now play them handheld. And imagine that with the same with the PlayStation, and people will eat that up too. I think. Yeah, that's, and and that's why, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a nice way to get back in. But if y'all was gonna come back in, y'all should have just went all the way out with this one. Yeah, like, you're right. Because it's like. All right, with me right right now with my camera, my PSVR two and shit, it's just like I don't really see a need for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's I, like, yeah, I don't know who this is who this is servicing. <laughs> right, it's like, one of those moments. Like, who is this for? Mm-hmm. But them earbuds, though, them bitches got because I hate. It's like I don't. I like. I love these big bitches, but you know, is it it, it it kills me at times when I actually just have to you know on some mobility shit. Especially with me streaming with my capture card and all that, like I feel like some wireless headphones that actually be clipped. Like and not the actual like pullovers like earbuds. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got on that. But at least they coming out with like I feel like they trying to make sure like the PS five is like a good what what four was like six and then we're supposed to go there. I feel like they're trying to make PS five run like a good not a decade, but a good seven to eight years. So that's why they're making so much extra shit with it. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, funny shit. I'm finna out of the only Assassin's Creed game I have not beat is Odyssey because that game is so sweet, baby Jesus long. But in October twelfth, long though, <laughs> I be, bro, not as long as Odyssey. I beat the shit out of Valhalla in like a good month. Valhalla is just too goddamn much at times. But I'm, I'm finna start back on it because that's the only one I ain't beat. But we got Assassin's Creed Mirage coming. If y'all haven't played Valhalla, you, you should know about, if you play Valhalla, you should know about the scene and how all that weirdness happened. If y'all know where we at <laughs> in the Assassin's Creed like, story, you'll know what I mean. But we're getting Basim's origin story because apparently he is going to be a focal point in, like, I guess this chapter of Assassin's Creed. So October 12th, look out for that coming out on everything. I'm still, oh, wait, what the fuck? I'm sorry, right, funny shit. Amazon I'm Luna really is excited. still a thing? What's that? Is that Amazon, the streaming thing? I thought that got yeah, canceled. I thought it got canceled too, but it's coming out on that too. Oh shit, that's wild. But yeah, it's what? like I feel good about this. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's going back to like what's Amazon? The, it's, it's like how to, you can stream games and play them with Amazon, but why? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's one of the moments. Like, what, what was y'all didn't have to do? Y'all trying to get some money? But I'm actually looking forward to like the, uh, Assassin's Creed because with the scene, I fucking do not like that nigga. So it's like. I don't know. In the way, in the way Valhalla ended, it's just if you know, you know. At least I know Desmond is in a better place. But the way it all played out, I'm just really confused with the scene. He's cold. He OP as hell. It's just like as a person, he's kind of a dick. He's unlikable. <laughs> but coming up, I, next, I just like how it looks because it look it's it looks as though they're keeping their promise. It's a really a true return to form. You know, they're going back, back to the roots. 
Yeah, they took it back to the old school, like not not the SEO trilogy, the Altair trilogy. That's what it's giving me like strong Altair vibes, like a like probably, like that in between before Altair and uh Altair and uh SEO. Yeah. And it's in us uh, what is it? I, it ain't Iraq. It's uh the Middle East. I forgot which country is that. But coming up next, look out for that. I'm 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 ready for it. Bruh, so is this is one of those everybody know remedy known for make giving us max pain, control, quantum uh leap. Was it quantum leap? I think uh, it's quantum. No, it's not quantum leap. That's the show. Oh, what's it called? Quantum it break. Quantum, quantum break. break. Quantum break. And uh, fuck. What else? Ah, oh, they got one more. I forgot. But oh yeah, and, and Alan Wake. And you know, this is probably one of the most like wildest but confusing game universes ever with Remedy. But they don't miss my nigga. And if anybody played the original Alan Wake and was just confused and all that, like, why ha- it's been, like, a long-ass time since we got Alan Wake. Alan Wake came out on 360. So, yeah, just know how it's been that long. And everybody knows, like, when we left Alan, he was stuck in the cabin. He did not know how to get out. It what, it's, what it was, it's not a lake. It's an ocean. Still one of the wildest quotes in gaming to me, if you know what happened. And if you play Control, you know, uh, during the DLC, we finally helped my nigga Alan get the fuck out the cabin. So Alan Way Two takes you know takes place like the way the the uh, trailers is going. It's like right after he got out the cabin because we never saw how, what happened when he got out. We just know he was able to make it out. So now that and he back in Bright Falls and Bright Falls, if y'all don't know, is an anomalous town. So just know over like every like couple decades, some wild shit happens in Bright Falls. <laughs> On some SCP type shit. So, great story. If you want to look out for that, I know a lot of people, including myself, are looking out for that. So, check yeah, it out. I'm about now. to run the whole game again. Bruh, <laughs> the I got whole the re- series. I got the remaster because it was like, I got to run Alan Wake, then I got to run Control again, just so I can get to the. And then, you yeah. know, with Quantum Break, Max Payne, how can I explain it? Max Payne happened in the Alan, no, it happened in the Control universe. But you Max know, Payne? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. That's that's wild. Yeah, so, all right, so if you read, if you in Quantum Break and in Alan Wake, Max Payne is a book. But if you look at the Alan Wake trailer, Max Payne shows up. I don't know if it's oh. him, but you know the, uh, the the president of Remedy, that was Max Payne. Like, they used his face. Oh. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they was that broke when they made Max Payne. So it was like Weird. they didn't have actors, so they used his face. And then when you look at the trailer, that uh the uh detective that walk up on him, that's Max Payne. But I don't know if they gonna if it's like him from the comic, cause the way they did it is like, you know, Rockstar got Max Payne now. So they yeah. can't say it's him. But the way they did it in the like in the book format, it's a different name. But the way it play out, my wife got killed. I got a and my wife and child got killed. I got a Benjamin. I have two Berettas. <laughs> that is Max Payne, my nigga. That is Max Payne, yeah. So it was like cool how they did that. Like he's still a character, but it's not Max Payne no more. Look out for that. Like I'm ready for that. Coming up next, I, y'all know I already been like just talking about this since like last year. But they we finally get June 22nd for Final Fantasy 16. If y'all don't know, boy, like every Final Fantasy is a different like story, but it keeps the same traits. They're always gonna be like it's always gonna be the four party on a magical adventure with summons and shit. And if anybody knows, Final Fantasy has gods. Ifrit, Shiva, Rama, Bahamut, Bahamut X, Bahamut Plus, 
X Bahamut, God Bahamut, Meta Bahamut. It's a lot of Bahamuts. But <laughs> <laughs> so, but the way they switched it up with this one, they like really just got my like interest. It's like just how I listen to gods. Like gods are summons. Everybody know in RPG you summons do summons and shit. But with this one, it's like it's on some. Each person has a god in them, which is is like the best way to say it from like the the you know the preview and stuff. So it's like they're like Gentricky from uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's like now and it's been we we fought in the god we fought gods in Final Fantasy, but this time like oh my Jesus, like bro, she it's it's weird to say like this is one of those switch ups where it's like we know the gods of Final Fantasy, now we actually have to fight the gods of Final Fantasy, which is like, oh shit. And they took it back to like old school, just hella violent Final Fantasy. Cause you know, like people like think like Final Fantasy, like magic and all, nah, niggas are dying, dying, and it's blood. Just Final Fantasy ain't dead blood in a good minute. So I'm like, oh shit. People died, died in 15, so. Yeah, but it was ma- it was magical die. When not to sacrifice himself at the end, it was like, well, yeah, he did, but. He had to do that. Hey, fifteen was boy. Fifteen hurt me. Dude, I I think I think fifteen is a little is a little underrated. I think it's it's like bruh, it's like fifteen. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Bruh, I loved it. like that's like the bit to me. That was like the full straight like full Final Fantasy. That's like the best Final Fantasy since ten. I would agree. You played the uh, the DLC with uh, Ignis with everybody, dude. I loved his. I'm not gonna lie. I loved his alternate story. I loved At, it. Bruh, Bro, when isn't it, isn't it the one with the glasses, right? Yeah. When he took when he took the ring. Yeah. Oh, bro, I was ooh, I was like, no, Ignis, don't do it, nigga. You ain't got the royal blood, and he asked for that <laughs> bitch, and they was like, you know what? We got you, my nigga. Beat his ass with this ring. I'm like, oh shit, Igni. <laughs> but yeah, Final Fantasy 16 is gonna be lit. Like, and I, just because I highly recommend anybody like go back and play 15. I hate it where like. Don't get me wrong, that last chapter, the chapter when you lost your powers and shit the, uh, in the city, that was a drag. They fixed it, but yeah, just go back and play 15. That is a great-ass game. And, and the way the DLCs flushed out everything and made everything make sense, like all around even more, I respect it. Because it was kind of like, it was a great story, but you could tell like a lot of shit got cut. But they took the time for that and with the DLCs to make it. They made sure everybody knew what the fuck was going on. We're going to go to a quick break. But when we come back, heroes are villain after this. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice and grow black owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. 
Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we are back. So we got another segment of Hero. Hero. Or villain. And or villain. Do we say and or villain? villain. (laughs) I I had like two more. So. In this first story segment of Heroes and Villains, we got coming out of Ventura, California, where Dylan McEwen was arrested uh, after dozens of calls rang into the Ventura Police Department complaining of this man was standing outside calling everybody kids ugly just as they walked into the store. Every single kid, your kid ugly, your kid. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> and then many people blew him off as uh just as an emotionally disturbed individual, but several people left in tears. Like he started making people cry because he was being mean and the mean things he said. And in a report, he said, "I was just telling them the truth. I may have been an asshole, but at least I'm an honest asshole." <laughs> That's what McEwen told the police. Being honest. He was still harassing people, and public harassment is against the law. So that's what he got arrested for, for public harassment. Did, is he? I mean, was it just like, when you just like walking past him or something? No, as I was walking inside the store. As I was walking inside the Walmart, he's like, your kid ugly. And your kid ugly. <laughs> and but reports from people say they, it was like he was offensive for absolutely no reason. Why he would say my child is ugly when obviously he's <laughs> ugly. It runs much deeper than that as the black parent. I know that was much deeper. I mean, it takes one to know. It takes an ugly person to know an ugly baby, then, don't it? <laughs> if an ugly right. person say your baby ugly, you should believe him. <laughs> he looks like a heroin addict in the face, honestly. Uh, but um, oh, I'm trying to read through the story. But yeah, so he was arrested for uh, you know, harassment and everything. McEwen's being sent off 
He they sent him to a seventy-two hour psychological evaluation, and they trying to determine whether or not just because telling people they baby ugly. <laughs> oh my god! You need to be psych evaluated. That's like me. You've gone too far. That's like I blame somebody ass, and then they call the police, and they're like, "Are you okay? What? What really? What's your, really, what's your motivation though? You wake up in the morning, go out to Walmart, just tell people their kids ugly, like you, something wrong. <laughs> I mean, I get that, but you I'm going to help the community. <laughs> random of the ugly kids he's a <laughs> I would say he a villain with a diabolical plan <laughs> come on the kids ain't do nothing he was trying to scar the ch- scar the children make I villains. bet you if he was calling people dogs ugly there would be an outrage he would be in he jail would, they, that nigga was giving them kids character development <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah that's what I got for heroes and villain Tony you said you had something also <clears throat> yeah I do so an indie store uh, in Houston called Hey Bro Video Games, they uh, recently posted a video celebrating this guy. Uh, they, they said he was trading up. Oh, shit. He, tra- <laughs> he traded in a original, unopened Pikachu Nintendo, what? an unopened NES, uh, unopened Super Mario Kart, unopened 007, Mario Kart 64. I'm pretty sure it's like 3,000 uh, in my head right now. Just alone, the Pikachu console was 848 on eBay, right, at the time of the posting. And they gave him $700, which he used to, to buy uh, the Tears of the Kingdom Switch. How much is the Tears of the Kingdom Switch? Oh. Uh, it's like $300. Not $300. worth trading all, bruh. He it was worth, yeah. Wow. If he would have sold all this shit for like their actual like prices that they're worth, he could have bought like eight of them motherfuckers. I just don't Man got yeah. robbed. In broad daylight. <laughs> like, I just don't get it at times. It's just like, bro, who, even like as a, I don't, why? Just why? I can see I trading can. one of those in for, at least, Not for no even fucking, in, I mean, he could have got. It'd be a stupid trade, but I can see just like trading one of those in, like, I don't want the tears. For a tears of Unless the have, kingdom switch. No. Maybe he really, no. maybe Game really conservation does not fit. No, it don't work like that. Like, especially when it, you just heard, bro, my Final Fantasy Nine is like a good hundred plus right now. So fat, and I literally have all the registration shits for it. If I go trade that bitch in at GameStop right now, I'm probably getting like thirty dollars. <laughs> Why would I do that? I mean, for reference, just just the Pikachu uh N sixty four, eight hundred and forty eight dollars. Mm. And he got seven hundred. <laughs> that's two tiers of the kingdoms switches right there. If you just would have sold that yeah. bitch on eBay. Does and he, then, he don't autism or something? If you would have auctioned it, don't, <laughs> don't blame autism that. for this shit. Uh, it don't it work like that. <laughs> it don't work like that. That's just fucking stupid. Like, you could have auctioned that shit. Nigga, an actual game conservation website would have paid you more for this shit. Yeah, no like, joke. I don't know. People be making it. Like, bro, I, I get you need, you probably want this shit, but it's like selling it. That's why when it comes to like retro shit, I know that's like I'm not finna sell that shit to GameStop. Just yeah, so like so, just so <laughs> is he the know, villain basically. or is the store the villain? Wait, he was trying no. to sell it to GameStop? No, no, it's, it's like, an indie oh, game store. It's but, an indie game store. But still, I would even as an you know, you know how so that bitch is gonna be back on the shelves for like fifteen hundred. Yeah, the store, oh, the yeah. store. He's dumb, but the store is the villain. I don't I mean you should be like if if I'm going to if I'm going to say sell you you know valuable stuff you shouldn't be trying to lowball me all the time like I hate when stores do that like 
I, mean, I always you know, blame the corporate. I always blame the corporations. No, it's always he's the, I, I was gonna say he's the villain for not even just caring about what the fuck he actually has. Yeah, the I fact mean, that yeah, you trained this for a Tears of the Kingdom switch, just I have no sympathy for you. You stupid as hell right now. It's it's yeah. It's if you were gonna sell something, you just do it yourself. Why? That's like that's like selling your house for a car. You should have went to pawn shops. I mean, pawn stars, and, and let Rick. Take a look at it. You would call the guy. In. <laughs> Why? Check it out. I feel like yeah, call the guy. Why would you go to Pawn Stars when Pawn Stars be jipping people all the time? They, That's all they, they don't. They give them decent. They, no, they, they give them all the They don't. They love the all the time. But first of all, like most of the stuff they bring in there is is staged. But still, like it, it's he would got more. I know. Yeah, I'm about to say he would have got more at Pawn Stars than that bullshit. At least he would got at least four. Like it's worth seven hundred. You would have got at least four hundred for it. Like I said, Pawn Stars be jipping people too. And we called in an expert. I like when they call in the expert. That's why I like it when they do that. They, they, he has a Dude, man, like, best I can do is 200. <laughs> True, Tony. True, Tony. <laughs> you know, I got a seller and stuff. And I, I got yeah, I got for the auction fees. Yeah, I got to pay for like the auction that. fees, <laughs> advertisements. And, and you know, the retro game and auction shit, that shit is like so rigged right now. Mm-hmm. So it ain't even where you might you better just sell this shit your damn stuff because even if you sell it to like the auction niggas they finna low buy your ass and then make that bitch three thousand dollars. No, the auction is like pretty much like they have Dude. a set price and it just no with with the game <clears throat> shits it's got corrupt as fuck like a lot of the games like like a lot of games now huh no yeah I'm talking about the what niggas that? that the niggas that own the actual shits like they'll buy them. Knowing it ain't worth that much, but then like they they they're the niggas that'll buy an obscure game, right? Knowing that just because it's obscure, and nobody actually played it, they're gonna try to auction it off for like a thousand dollars. But it's like, well, it's not worth a thousand. You know what I'm saying? They upping prices on like obscure shit. You mean like, they're gonna sell it off for a thousand dollars? Types, yeah. It's like the prices they they buy it for dirt cheap. They'll buy it from the people, then uh-huh. try to like super tax that auction for it because it's an auction. You already know people gonna be bidding against each other, so they're gonna start bidding yeah. high already. Oh, okay. so you just so you basically quadruple the price, and That's that cool. makes all the retro get. So like, say uh, super, say Super Smash Brothers original in the box on Nintendo sells at auction for four thousand dollars, right? Say you have an mm-hmm. unboxed version of Super Smash Brothers at your house. You can now charge motherfuckers four thousand for it. Oh yeah, I know how pricing works. Yeah, that, yeah, that shit's weird type shit. Especially when, when like a lot of these games like are not. I'll probably say for Smash Brothers sixty four is like three hundred at the most. Oh, that dude kind of dumb though. So like he dumb. I, I, I don't agree. But sto- yeah, he's dumb. <laughs> so he's true. Um, the store's still a villain, but he's dumb for letting the villain take advantage of. You know, <laughs> That's why he's the villain. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I bet you blame the shit out of him. That was your fault. <laughs> well, moving on, we got Eli's Corner. Know your worst. <laughs> Today is Eli's Corner first. I got a quick little review of The Little Mermaid. I want to see in the live action Friday morning or like 9 a.m. <laughs> IMAX, Dolby Digital, and the, and the plush rockers, the AMC 30. Oh, they were, they were comfortable too, man. Oh, yeah, those Dolby Digital seats. I love them. Yeah. yeah. Ain't done the refined ones. ones. Yeah. Yep, yeah. they hit, boy. They got recliners. Sleep in those chairs. They got recliners. <laughs> then they got the rock. Then they got the rockers. They, they have the rockers? two different ones. Oh, yeah, they got rockers too. Yep. So AMC thirty, AMC thirty hit hit real good. But Little Mermaid, uh, one of the mid Disney princess movies from the nineties. Or was it from eighty nine? When did it? Wait a minute, let me see. Yeah, let's check that one. Let's see. Nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine, basically the nineties. Same thing. Eighty nine is basically the nineties. 
uh, a lot of little girls love it. Uh, even though the story was mid, it was kind of boring. I'm, I'm just going to say really boring. Nobody got really character developer in, in the movie, except for Ariel, who made a parallel move for some reason. You already a princess under the sea. You just make a parallel move to be a princess above a parallel the sea. Move. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Why make a parallel move? Just stay under the sea where it's better. Um, it's about this uh mermaid siren who's uh, obsessed with being on land and having feet for some reason. Uh, so she gets tricked by the the sea witch Ursula into giving up her voice so she uh so her Ursula can get back at uh, King Triton. So because uh. King Triton took everything from him. He got the he got the Triton, you know, he got the kingdom, he got everything. But Ursula is jealous. Uh so she takes uh Ariel's voice. So Ariel has to kiss the prince, a true love's kiss. As always, like in all Disney movies, a true love's kiss within three days to get her voice stuff back. But Ursula sneaks something into the potions. So he she don't even remember that she needs to get a kiss in three days. So who play Ursula? Huh? Who played Ursula in this movie? Wasn't uh, it? Uh, uh, Melissa McCartney. Yeah, that's, that's Bay. I like Melissa McCartney. Uh, players. So, so the movie is about her, her little underwater friend Sebastian Flounder, and uh, they they it's a new bird now. It's the underwater bird. I forgot the name. Wait, let me see. Another bird? It's, yeah, the bird is different now. They turned it to the underwater bird. It's not a pelican? Was it a pelican? No, it wasn't a pelican. I think it was. No, it's not a pelican. It's a seagull. Was seagull? No, it's not a seagull no more. They turned it from a seagull. Oh. Why? Stork. It's a stork. I can't. I think it's a stork. No, it's not a stork. It's the underwater bird. (laughs) Uh, Underwater bird. A lotus? Do you know that bird that can stay underwater for like Scuttle? Okay, Scuttle. Oh, Scuttle. Yeah, Scuttle was played by Aquafina. So that's named up. I'm saying this movie did a few things better than uh, original animated series. Uh, It fleshed that character. This felt like more like Ariel and Prince Eric's movie. You got to see a lot from Prince Eric in this movie. You know, a lot of his backstory, mm-hmm. a lot of where he came from, he got he, he got shipwrecked on the island. And so the, they adopted him. The king and queen of the island adopted him. So that's how he became the uh, the prince. You can see a lot of his story. You can see, like, he going through the same thing that Ariel's going through on the water, but on land. His, 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 their stories parallel each other. They both don't like what they have to do. They don't like their responsibilities and stuff like that. Because uh, it's taking a little bit too much of their free choice away. Um it, it did a better job of, like, fleshing out those characters. King Triton, they gave him a little bit more character. You see why he's a, he don't want Ariel messing with the, the above world and stuff like that. Uh, he loses his temper. So, yeah, they do a lot of that. You get to see more of Ariel's sisters than you did in anime series. All her sisters are in there. Didn't, um, didn't Little Mermaid have a TV show? Yep. Yeah. She had a second one, too, like, in, like, 2000. It was kind of trash, but... None of the little mermaid, mermaid movies are good. I'm just gonna put it out there. The animated series aren't good either. Uh, um, while we on the Disney shit, can I also just say the new Peter Pan was ass? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, it's terrible. I like that. Peter, I, oh, we disagree, but I actually like that Peter Pan movie. The new one. Yep. I the one, like I the just, one that features Hook or what? Yeah, the, the, the one, one that just just came out. Okay, yeah. nah, I, I, I like that movie. I don't I got just, like. Tinker get it. That's all I'm gonna say. No, and it was like. I feel like the only. It's like it was like one of them, like, they tried to use a black tinkerbell to kind of make up for the, I don't know, it was just a lot of just weird shit in that movie. Even, yeah, like, was, with the Lost Boys shit, and they tried to, like, make, you know how, like, you the audience sees some shit, so they make the actual character just, like, brush it off so it makes the audience brush it off? Like, when she was like, oh, you the Lost Boy. Wait, it's you girls, though. Shut up. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, I hate when they do shit like that, but I just, ah. 
That bitch is trash. It's the it's the best live action I've seen from Peter Pan since Hook. Hook really is the only good live action they ever made. That is literally the only <laughs> good one to me. Like, because uh, because all the live action they Pan showed was ass. Yep. Peter I, Pan no, and no, Wendy. I, 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 I Wendy like, was I trash. Wendy was Wendy trash. was just ass. I have an issue with Pan. There are such things as fairy thing that got. Uh, all this stuff was trash. All the movies trash. trash. It don't matter what they do. It don't matter what they do to this movie. It's always trash. Live action stuff always trash. Like so, even with them trying to fix the racist shit, it was like when uh, y'all overtly are just doing this. Like not racist? to like make oh Who's Peter racist? Pan racist. Yeah, Peter Pan is pretty racist. The original Peter make... Pan was extra racist, bro. How racist? Like, like, other than the Indian stuff, it was a whole bunch of that <laughs> was one part. That was <laughs> one. Uh, did you? Yeah, it's like. If you, you know go read the original, <laughs> Jay, Jay, read my mind, boy. You go like, read the original, boy. Like, That's extra racist, bro. Yeah, it's one of them. But it's like you know, like you ever like see some niggas try to fix racist shit in movies, but slightly make it even more worse. That's kind of how I feel like with a lot of these. But, but yeah, I don't know. I just did not like. The but uh, back to Little Mermaid. <laughs> um, the I actually like the music in this one better because really it's on the one song. Part of your world and the original that's actually good if you really think about it. Under the Sea is good too. And Under the Sea on this one is just the same as the thing. They sound the same, everything. I'd rather than just kept that the same. Don't try to like remix that whole. I didn't, I heard, okay, I only saw this like on a YouTube video and it was a clip. I didn't really like what I heard. I thought it was. Nope. Under the Sea sounds exactly the same. It's the exact same music and everything, the same tempo, everything. But all the other music I like it better because they, they use more Caribbean uh, beats and drums and the other songs, and they they made some original songs for the movie for the actual movie that I actually enjoyed. Like okay. Scuttle had uh, her, her own song and stuff like that. They made this stuff like that. Chris Eric had a nice song in it. He got okay. him a good song. He got got a chance to shine in it. Everybody everybody got a song type shit right yeah. there. Okay. Uh, the voices were pretty good. The acting was pretty good. Uh, I really like Melissa McCartney. When y'all see the movie when it come out on Disney Plus, Melissa McCartney did her thing as Ursula. She like she had fun with it. I love when actors and actresses have fun with the parts they're playing. So I really like that. Uh was the CGI straight? When they didn't have to use a whole bunch, but you know when you have to use a whole bunch, sometimes you just gotta use a whole start bunch of kind of it, it, so, so it gets kind of gets kind of wonky in the background when you know it's a huge big screen where you got your uh green screen where you gotta see everything. Um uh Hallie, uh she she did a good job, you know she didn't talk for ninety percent of the movie after she got her voice started. So she's good. She was her voice is really good. I like the song she is, but she, you know she really she really didn't do a lot of acting because she couldn't hear what she was saying for most of the movie. Right. When she did act, she was pretty good. Uh so how did she act when she didn't have a voice? Was she, you know, she was making it awkward. And she 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 was playing. She has, you she a new actress and everything. So, but she she has good tone. She has great facial expression, like really, really good facial expression. Right, that's what I was saying. Cause she can't talk, so her face is real dead during the action. Right, she there. has really good facial expression. When she get, when she do talk, she got good tone. Okay. Um, one thing I say is, uh, she use co- she uses corporate voice too much. But I thought you were gonna say I know she, she po- used I know coke. she got to use it. I know she got to use, it, but she used corporate voice. But I thought I you were gonna say she used coke. I was about to say what? <laughs> different, different. Like, like she 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 enunciates too hard, which takes away from her acting at some point. Uh, you, if you see the movie, you'll see what I'm talking about. You can tell she was trying to enunciate too much, try to be like the other the original area too much. Uh, and finally, my rating: the original Little Mermaid is a six out of ten. I'm gonna get this point five. I like it a little bit better. So this is six point five out of ten, solid movie. Uh oh yeah, and they did a better job of ma- having the animals have facial expressions. Mm-hmm. So they didn't okay. look all like dead like they did in Lion King. So that was good. 
Yeah, I, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. True. So 6.5 out of 10, I will recommend that you go take your kids to it because this is a kid movie. Uh, that that's And if you like a 40-year-old uh, woman, almost just go through menopause. It's probably your type of movie, too. So <laughs> I, I need that for y'all. Wow. But uh, next, okay. in Eli's Corner, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, relationship advice. Chapter relationship advice. Okay, this one. My, this is a 28-year-old male, ex-girlfriend, 26-year-old female. It's furious that I lied to her about my real income and benefits during our relationship. Did I do the right thing? Wait, so he faked it until he made it into the pussy? <laughs> That's his question. Did I do the right thing about lying? Yep. yep. Let's see. So, English so is not my first language. Oh. And I apologize for any grammar mistake. It's I am legally sketchy. blind with some vision left. From what I can best describe, my vision is looking through cloud. I make six figures from rental properties, investment, and disability benefits. I also have a connection with a premium airline that allowed me to have significant discount on a flight or any flight and accommodation. Anyways, okay. I met my girlfriend, 26 years taller, Jen, through mutual friend, and I found her to be very sweet and caring. Our friendship grew closer, and we started dating. She knew I was legally blind, asked if, and I asked her if she was sure, as I might not be too reliant on her. She took her time and said yes. Due to my past relationships where I've been taken advantage of, I decided not to disclose my real income and flight benefits. I only told her my income was around 50K and that I own rental property. Our relationship was great and I made sure not to be relying on her, but she insisted on helping me whenever I struggled with navigating and ordering places or ordering food. To reward her for being a great partner, I bought her luxury gifts and overseas trips together. She was very happy, which also made me happy. However, after six months of dating, she suddenly told me she realized she wanted to have an independent partner and did not want to be seen as someone who's dating a blind person. So she broke up with me. Whoa. Uh-huh. But you knew he was blind going into it. Okay. That's what right. the hell? Yeah. Uh, right. I was heartbroken, but I understood. Fast forward to four months later, I invited her, four close friends of mine on a trip to Japan as a way to move on and spend quality time with friends. All flights and accommodations were paid for me by me. The trip happened last week and we had a good time. My friends were very accommodating to me. And my, I'm grateful my, for my generosity. Jen found out about the Triple IG story posted by one of my close friends. She asked my friend about it, and they told her that I paid for the whole trip, and that's where she found out that I have flight benefits and have more uh, and make more than I originally told her. She called me to confront me about it, saying if I told her the truth, she would have stayed with me. What, bitch? Okay. Right. I'm her. on this nigga side now. I explained to her that I have been taken advantage of in the past and that I did not want to be treated the same way again. She was angry and said she is not that kind of person and that I will never find a partner ever then hung hung up. My friend said she is clearly a gold digger. I forgave my friend who told, uh, told Jen because they thought she knew. I questioned myself whether or not keeping uh, my high income and flight benefits secret was the right thing to do. And if I should tell... Uh, my future partners about it in the future. A part of me, a part of me tells me she is only angry that I lied to her in the re- whole relationship. It is hard to be in a relationship with a blind person and rather spend time with quite different. Okay. But if the nigga, but if you left the nigga because he was blind, then bitch, that don't even make sense. It don't make sense. That means you just in it for the money. So you just want- you, oh, so now that you realize you can get like cheap flights and this nigga make it guap now. Now you, oh, now, bitch, that shit don't work like that. All, you had, that. all right, so that's one of, like, bro, one of my one shits is, hey, I'm not fucking nobody and I'm broke. 
unless you actually know me. So if that was, that was, Dre sound like me. I always say I'm broke. Dre sound like me. Like, anybody ever ask I'm broke? Anybody ever ask? I I used to pay for people, but I quickly found out I was being taken advantage of, like women and shit. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm broke. That's what from I, now from then on, from like there, there was just like a moment where I was like, oh, okay, this is not happening again. <laughs> and from now on, I'm broke. That's one of them. You know who genuinely fucks with you for you type shit moments. Like, is it? I mean, because it's like if how, how can, if she was with this nigga for that long. You should have ended up been finding that out. So, but you ain't. That's one of those. Shut the fuck up. How long up. were they it, together? Right. Then, so like six months. Yeah. Like, man, no, months. you just should man, shut, shut the fuck up and chill. You don't want to go out high hat, high girl, or something. But now you realize you got to pay for it all your damn self. So you now you mad. It's weird because you knew you was blind when you got to a relationship with that person, mm-hmm. and he tried to be independent stuff, but you want to help. But then you act like you, it was a burden on you. So why did you get a relationship with him in the first place? That's weird. And but then this is my use like, my advice. This is using right. my advice, to people. Don't let past trauma get into your relationships or you use past trauma to do make decisions in your relationship. But I give this dude a pass because he's he disabled. He got a disability. So I understand that you need to use past judgment and stuff for your benefit. Because and then what if that bitch tried to get with him just to use him for his benefits? Get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you, what if she would have stayed with him and tried to become his, like, what, caregiver and shit? Now you stuck with it and she just using you. Yep. You vented that out really good, my brother. Yeah, and you were wrong for taking your homies to Japan. Type. So I wish I had somebody, some homies that'll take me to Japan. <laughs> All the niggas on okay. this goddamn chat. Okay, no. uh, this is my <laughs> advice to you. Trap Nerds is official advice from Eli, Dr. Eli. Um, first off, <laughs> keep lying to every girl you meet in the future because they all gonna come after your money. So you got 100K. You make too much money, they gonna come after it. So you gotta keep lying to them. Unless you meet a deaf girl or another blind girl, it's keep lying to all of them. <laughs> If you meet a deaf girl or another blind girl with disability or something, then you, you don't have to lie no more because y'all on the same level. Bitches. Y'all both out there. <laughs> y'all on the same level. So, you, or, or just go to go to some area, go to Nigeria or something, find a Muslim girl. You don't have to worry about anything happening. <laughs> go find something like that. Just, just put it out there. They never, they never divorce. Go look at the statistics. They never divorce. Oh, yeah. You don't have to worry about them right. taking no money. That's because they are in prison. That's that's why they they can't. <laughs> they're not in prison, man. They it's can't. They're forced to not divorce. They're, they're most it's of them Nigeria, probably be dead the, if they do. It's not the seventeen hundreds no more, man. It's just because mm-hmm. they Muslim, bro. Okay, we got one more real quick. Okay, Ma, she a female. She thirty seven. Husband, he's thirty nine. Is cheating, but won't admit to it, even though I met his girlfriend. Oh, uh, well, I don't use <laughs> I don't use Reddit. But I honestly have no idea what to do here. And I figured I might as well ask. Two days ago, I was at home on my day off watch TV on the couch when someone knocked on the door. I opened it. It was a young woman, looked early 20s, was standing outside. I asked her what she wanted, and she very comfortably said she was my husband's girlfriend. Woo! And that she was here to see him saying, I didn't know he had a maid. What? She um, did it on purpose. She did that on purpose, 100%. Wait a minute, repeat that, repeat that. She said she was my husband's girlfriend and that she was here to see him saying, I didn't know he had a maid. Oh, she wow. She did it on purpose. She knew he, she know he married. He, she, he, she did it on purpose. He I told her that I was not a maid, but his wife, but she didn't believe me and argued with me that he was single before I got so angry that I just slammed the door in her face. I called my husband immediately to tell him that his girlfriend had shown up there at our house and that he was not allowed at home anymore. But he kept insisting that he didn't have a girlfriend. That's, that's right, my brother. Deny, deny, deny that he wasn't cheating, <laughs> et cetera. 
After his workday ended, he showed up at the home and tried to talk to me, but I just ignored him. He keeps trying to convince me that he has no girlfriend, despite the fact that I literally met her and talked to her. He won't admit anything. My brother, you stay strong, my brother. I'm scared to tell him to tell my family because I don't want them to take his side and think I'm some crazy wife making up stories to defame him. Keep gaslighting, homie. Keep gaslighting. Make him oh, think she's so crazy. Dead. <laughs> Since he insists he's innocent, no matter what. How can I explain the situation to my family without the risk of sounding like I'm making it all up? TLDR, my husband's girlfriend showed up at our house. He refused to admit that he even has a girlfriend and, and don't know how to tell my family that they'll believe me. So our um, mission here is to tell her how to break this to her family while it sounded crazy. Tony, go first. I mean, I, I would just, I don't know. I mean, if, you know, if I think about it, that is a really outlandish story. Yeah. It is, man, that is tough. It's, it's stumped, it's stumped, right? I, when I was yeah, last I night, I was stumped. So, exactly. how, how, she, how can she explain it to her family without sounding crazy? Like, explain <clears throat> the story about him cheating, but his, her husband is denying it. And he won't budge. This man got the he got the he got balls of steel, boy. He's strong, boy. I don't want to say Miss Man. Love does not fit, so you must be quit. If you're not gonna leave that man, just shut up and don't say nothing to nobody. <laughs> Keep it to you. True. True. You're not leaving them. If you're not gonna get out the house and leave, if your family's not gonna help you leave, just don't say nothing. Let the man cheat. True. 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 I saw that on the podcast earlier. Shout out to that podcast. But how do you know he cheating though, Xavier? Huh? I like I said, if you're not either, if she she don't know, if you're not gonna leave, either way it goes, if you're not gonna leave and you that unsure, just shut up and leave it alone. My brother in Christ, I already know what he was doing. He's like, "What are you talking about? I don't have a girlfriend." <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Are, are you hot? Do you have a fever? Are you okay? What's uh, Chewbacca? I, this dude was gaslighting my hard. Nigga hit her ass with the Chewbacca defense. <laughs> that does not make sense. Drake, what do you think? How do you think she she should tell herself family while sounding crazy? Without sounding crazy, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's true. There's, I don't, I don't think there's a way. This, this sounds straight up made up. Like, yeah, out of that's a movie one of them. You up. just, you just, you just walk in and be like, that nigga was cheating, and I left. That you ain't going to detail. True, true. I agree with Dre. My advice is you just say he cheated. Don't tell the story. Don't say nothing. Just say he cheated. Say you found something in the phone. Something. Make something up. Just say he cheated. <laughs> Don't tell this story. No, this story, because he go he gonna win the argument. I'm telling you right now, you are gonna get all emotional. You gonna you gonna your family gonna think you crazy for real, because he just gonna be calm. He gonna be denying, and he gonna make you look extra crazy. He gonna gas like you, like he gonna gas like you real hard. So that was Trapner's uh, relation advice. Let's close this out. Well, we wish to enter another incredible episode of the Trapner's podcast. Uh, yeah. So, um. Thank you guys for joining us. Dre, let's sign off. As always, it's your baby mama's favorite trap nerd, Juicy Dre Popcorn. Follow me on all socials at Popcorn DA Zombie. Uh, we usually stream on Twitch every day, so feel free to come ask about any type of nerd questions or anything. Uh, and other than that, I'll just be chilling. Yeah? VX Bash on all platforms. Follow me on Instagram at the real son Eli. Uh, yeah, make sure y'all follow the Trap Nerds Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I think the Roost Picnic is after this, so thank y'all for joining us for the Roost Picnic. It was incredible uh, for future references. Uh, yeah, make sure y'all continue to follow us. Follow us on social media. We'll be we'll be heading to a couple cons. Uh, I've announced some. We're going to be announcing some more soon. Uh, it's the Trap Nerds Podcast. We are out. Peace. We out. We out. Listen to the Trap Nurse Podcast every Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 